me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. Cause it's one, two, three strikes. You're out at the old ball game. Welcome back to another edition of the Hammer Time Podcast. As always, I am your host, Paul, the Hammer Harvey. And in case you couldn't figure it out by that special introduction music, it is almost time once again for another season of Major League Baseball. And as a Braves fan, well, I'm excited for baseball, but it's going to be an interesting season for the Braves. So for this episode, we're going to lay down a little bit of a preview for Atlanta for the Braves, and then we're also going to talk a little bit about Major League Baseball as a whole and what I think is going to happen in the season. And of course, my predictions will probably become wrong. And if that's the case, then Atlanta might actually have a good season. So anyways, let's get to it. If you're a fan of the Atlanta Braves, it's been a rough couple of years, right? I recently did an article over at lastwordonbaseball.com about looking at the 2013 season. Now, we're entering the 2018 season. Hard to believe just a few short years ago, in 2013, the Braves captured the NL East title, looked like one of the best teams in the National League, had a powerful lineup with a lot of actually young guys, and went into the National League Division Series, honestly, as a pretty strong team. The bullpen was dominant, the rotation was solid, um, but we didn't get it done, right? That series against the Dodgers, honestly, one of the lowlights of my adult life being a Braves fan. I uh, didn't get it done. We left Craig Kimbrell in the bullpen with the season on the line, which <clears throat> was hard to take. But here we are just four or five short years later. The team was rebuilding one year after that collapse, and we're still in that rebuild. So for this year, to be honest with you, I see one of two things happening for this Braves team. Now, we have a lot of young guys that are starting to make the trend up into the major league system, and I'm very happy that under our new GM, Alex Anthopoulos, and if I'm saying that wrong, I apologize, but under our new GM, we'll call him AA for the rest of the way, I am very glad that he is not taking the route that John Hart and John Coppolella took when they began the rebuild of signing some of these veteran players to try and add a couple wins here and there in a season. For the most part, you're going to see the Braves in 2018 toss out a lot of young guys to see if they can sink or swim. So I think this year is going to be pivotal pivotal for the rebuild because we're going to see if these young guys can cut it or if we need to look for the free agent market to kind of boost a couple positions. Um, obviously, the one guy everybody's talking about, Ronald Acuna, we'll maybe talk about him a little bit later. He's going to be fine. I think he's going to be more than fine. He looks phenomenal even this year in spring training. Um, you even have some people trying to take away from what he's doing. I get it, spring training, but still, he's not just making it by. He's being lights out in spring training. But anyways, you're going to see this year be pivotal as some of our young pitchers start cycling through and seeing a lot more time like Max Fried, Luis Gohara. Uh, outfielder Dustin Peterson might actually get up, get some playing time. Um, another pitcher I'm excited about, 
you've probably heard a lot about before is Mike Soroka. Be interesting to see when he makes his debut, but certainly is looking like that's going to be in 2018. And outside of a couple veteran pitchers in Brandon McCarthy and Scott Kazmir, you're going to see a lot of young guys playing this year for Atlanta, and I love that. That's what you should be doing in a rebuild. If you're truly not caring about what the current record is, but building for the future, you got to play young guys. you got to see what they're made of. So with that said, here's what I think is going to happen for 2018. You may see the Braves and their young guys overachieve a little bit and hang around 500 and be close to, well, not close, but towards the second wild card spot late in the season. If everything goes great, if everybody plays up to their highest projections, if everybody stays healthy, that's a possibility. I don't think it's likely, but it's a possibility. I'll give you that much. Now, here's the other thing that I really think could happen. And to be honest with you, I would be okay if it happened this year. Because you're going to see Atlanta play so many young guys, the other option for this team, like it or hate it, is for them to go and be the opposite direction of what they've been the past few years. They have not had a, a single 100 win, or sorry, 100 loss season in the rebuild to this point. This year, with a lot of young guys and not a lot of veteran presence, I think you could see this team be like the Astros of a couple years ago where they're in that 50-win, over 100-loss kind of scenario. Now, I know that goes contrary of what we want to believe and hope in, and I don't want them to lose 100 games, but if it means getting young guys' experience and seeing how they pan out and building more towards the future... I'm okay with it. Was I just don't see this team contending for much of anything. So if it takes the young guys to compete and get out there and get experience, if that's what it takes, and this team is just not in the win column, who cares, right? The goal is still next year and beyond. I can't wait for Ronald Acuna to get up. I think he's going to be very phenomenal, and he'll help the team, obviously. Uh one question I, well not question, is clear management's going to let Nick Markakis play out his contract unless he just becomes some kind of huge trade chip this year, which I don't see happening. But I really would like to see them scratch him off the roster and get another young guy like Dustin Peterson or somebody else out there to get some time. But you heard it here first, probably not here first, but I'm going to claim it. If the team is around that 50-win projection, don't be upset, because I'm telling you, it is a possibility. But, hey, you never know. Like I said, if things do turn out to their best projections, yeah, this team could be better than last year. Honestly, I'm not expecting it, but we're going to be okay either way. So, take a little break. When we get back, I'm going to give you three players that I'm really excited about heading into this season. You probably can guess a couple of them for the Braves, but nevertheless, I'll tell you what I've got when we get back. Yeah. 1,000. Biz busy on the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear him cheering from the sidelines. Wait. Hold up. I think they hate people tell me take my time, right? Nah. They tired of waiting. They say, crazy, so you sold, man. For real? Who bought it? Let the spirit take control, man. 
scared that I'ma cause these babies to stumble. They scared that my integrity is gonna crumble. Appreciate the prayers, but all that pressure either gonna make you humble or make you hang out on the sidelines and feel you gonna fumble. Put me in, coach. Ain't I here flexing for nobody? I was born to do it. God don't make mistakes to say I'm sorry. He ain't never dropped the ball. I don't never plan to fumble. Catch me running with them lions. Reggie pushing in the jungle. Ugh. Came from nothing. I remember spending summers on a corner with my cousin shooting dice and plaguing dozens. Me and BJ in that cutlass CD plaguing, missing buttons up in Lincoln, high in Dallas with that Jesus music pumping. That was Joseph graduation. Turn on that radio and T dot on the station. I remember when we used to split the rent up. UGK was banging loud inside his pickup. Wait, let me pick up. Back when promoters wouldn't let me back in, lest I pay them on the back end. That ain't happening. We just pray to God that somehow he would let us crack in. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this episode of the Hammer Time Podcast. And as I said before the break, I'm going to give you three Atlanta Braves players that I'm really excited to watch heading into 2018. But it's going to be players that I'm excited to watch for different reasons. So just a heads up, we're going to cut out Freddie Freeman. We're going to cut out Ronald Acuna Jr. Obviously, those two guys I'm very excited for. Freddie was off to an incredible start last year before... Those Blue Jays came to town and broke his hand. He truly came back and still played typical Freddie fashion, but was not the same guy before he got injured. So I'm excited for Freddie. I think he'll be fine. Acuna, obviously, he's super prospect. All the comps, all the tools. I expect him to come out and compete for Rookie of the Year. I'm excited for those guys, but I'm going to give you three other guys that I'm more excited to watch because these guys are pieces that we'll need to play well um, for now and for the future as this rebuild progresses. The first one is Ozzy Albies. Now, Albies came up last year. He played in 57 games, and truth be told, he played quite well. I was very impressed with him, and he even slugged at 456 last year, hit six home runs, but Albies is one guy that should be our second baseman of the future. And the only reason I bring him up now is because the next guy I'm going to mention is a good lesson in caution, and that's Dansby Swanson. If you remember, <clears throat> towards the end of a couple seasons ago, Swanson came up towards the end of the year, played really good, looked lights out. Everybody said, yep, this guy's a shortstop of the future. Go ahead, pencil him in for rookie of the year 2017. And then he never lived up to the numbers he posted in limited action that first call-up year. So while I think Albies is set up good, it serves as a reminder he's going to only be 21 uh, for this season. He's entering his age 21 season. So he's still very young, which we sometimes as fans forget since he's been in our system for quite a while. But Albies is still young. He does have all the tools, and I'm excited to watch him because I think he's an awesome blend of power and speed, and as he progresses, I think he'll develop a little bit more of a punch. Probably not as much as Jose Altuve, but I think that is the kind of comparison you can take for right now. He's a fast guy, going to get on base, going to hit decent, and he's an upgrade with the glove over any second baseman we've had in recent memory. Um, so... Watch him carefully. I'm excited because I think he will be good, but we do need him to take 
another step this year and show that, yeah, those 57 games from last season were not a fluke. And the second guy that I am excited for is Dansby Swanson, right? As I just told you, he came out in limited action that, I think it was 2016, played well. Everybody started saying, yeah, he's going to be rookie of the year. He's putting everything together. And then last season, he just didn't have it. Now, he did go through, I will admit, he went through an interesting stretch with the bat where he was hitting the ball hard, but he wasn't seeing a lot of results. And it would be interesting to see going into this season because he does still have potential. He's got plenty with the bat, and I think he will continue to improve in the field. But this isn't a make-or-break necessarily season for Dansby, but I got to see something out of him this year. Even with the string of bad luck he had at times last year, he's got to show he can get on base consistently with a little bit of gap power, give me some doubles here and there, and be solid with the glove in the field. Because look, I understand the Shelby Miller trade was already won with Ender Enciarte and his progression and the way he's played for us. Dansby Swanson is just going to be icing on the cake if he performs well. But don't get it twisted. This guy is still somebody that management has built up a lot and has a lot invested in. Now, I think it's good timing with Acuna coming up because that will take some of the pressure off of Dansby, right? He's no longer going to be the, the poster child, the focus of the next big young thing for the Braves. That's heavily, heavily going to be on the shoulders of Acuna. And I think that's going to be good for him. Now Dansby's went through the getting built up, the getting torn down, and now in 2018, I just need Dansby to go out there and play some ball. Show me what you got. Show me that you can stick and be here. We don't need you to be Derek Jeter. I understand that comp was tossed around a little bit as he was coming up. We don't need you to be that. We just need you to be a starting shortstop that can get it done with the bat and maybe be plugged into the 6th, 7th hole in the lineup as long as our other guys come out and play well. So I'm watching Dansby closely. He's going to be interesting to see how he progresses. And the third player I'm excited for is A.J. Minter. We've got a lot of pitchers, I know, and there's other ones I'm excited about, like Luis Gohara, I think, has a really good year. If he can stay healthy, he's already battling some injuries in spring training. Um, Mike Soroka, I mentioned, I think you'll see him. Max Fried, I've been big on him since his run with Rome in the minor league playoffs. But Minter is different because he is a relief pitcher, and I don't know if he gets handed the reins to close games this year, but it's going to be interesting to see how he goes about things because he does have good stuff, good fastball, good slider, but we got to see, can he become our Billy Wagner? Can he become a sort of Craig Kimbrell, that closer with good stuff? Um, I love Arodis Vizcaino. I think he's a good relief pitcher, but I still don't know necessarily if he's going to be a good closer long term and we all know closers and relief pitchers in general are a bit uh you know when they struggle they tend to fall off hard so it's gonna be interesting to see i'm excited to watch mentor i think he's got what it takes 
And he showed last year he can strike guys out, make a miss. Now I just got to see, can he do that for a full season? And can his body also handle a full major league season? I know we talk about innings and the way starting pitchers rack them up, but being a relief pitcher is its own battle in itself because you have to some days be up at a moment's notice throwing 100% and then sometimes do the same thing, getting up to 100% at a moment's notice and then maybe not being used. So both starters and relief pitchers, if you're good, you're going to face a high usage rate and you rack up the innings in a multitude of different ways. So Minter, can he take a full year? How's his progression look? Can he become our closer of the future? So AJ Minter, Ozzy Albies, and Dansby Swanson, those are three guys I'm really excited to watch this season because I think they are players we need to show that they can be key players in our rebuild moving forward. Yeah, there's some other guys I'm very excited for, but I'm more confident in them and sold on what they're going to be. These three here, I still believe they're going to be fine and good players, but I need them to show me something this season as we move forward. Everything that I believed in my life was a lie. It started as a child, first with Santa Claus. Then I believed that a bra would never come between my dogs. Wrong. My sister Mary filled me in when I was seven. So me, Hulk Hogan only existed on television. What? The Stone Cold Stunner and the leg drop. All scripted and W.O. and X-Pac. Dang. I used to walk up to them automatic guns. My mama told me that my finger was the power source. So I pointed with my pointed and pow. It was open and come to find out she was joking. Had to let it soak in. My mind as a boy didn't want to believe that Maguire or Barry were on the roids. But uh, when I was young, I thought the world was all right. It's funny. I even thought that Jesus was white. But yeah. Welcome back once again to this MLB edition of the Hammer Time Podcast. So before we wrap it up, I just wanted to give you my pick for World Series champion. And you're probably not going to get real surprised by this, but I'm actually going with the Houston Astros for the repeat. And here's why. The New York Yankees have actually gotten a lot of print this offseason because of the acquisition of Giancarlo Stanton. And that is for good reason. Obviously, Stanton, alongside Judge, is going to improve that lineup. But I did find it interesting. Yeah, like I said, you can't fault them for acquiring a guy like Stanton. He's a monster. He's a beast. He's going to make them better. But Stanton and Judge are very similar players to me. And just thought it would be a little more interesting if you wait one year and go into... Uh, next offseason and get a guy like maybe Manny Machado or Bryce Harper via free agency. Now, 
it still looks like they're going to try hard for Manny Machado. Can't fault them for that. And the Yankees obviously have deep pockets. That's probably no issue for them. But realistically, they're outfield with Judge and Stanton. Even if one of those guys is playing DH, you can't see a way where they can go out and get Harper. At least I can't. Unless they do something crazy with money. Um, But I can't imagine that's going to be the case. So... I thought that would have been more interesting if you wait a year, get Harper to go with Judge instead of getting Stanton. But even with the acquisition of Stanton, I don't know if they're better than the Astros. Now, I understand why they think it makes them better than the Astros because the Yankees took them to Game 7 in the playoffs. The Yankees gave the Astros all they could handle. But even then, to me, the surprise there was that the Yankees made it seven games, and I don't think they're going to be better than the Astros. Big thing here is that the Astros didn't rest on their core group of guys, and they went out and acquired Garrett Cole to add to their rotation. Now, with Garrett Cole, Das Keuchel, and Justin Verlander, among others, they've got a good pitching staff to go with that offense that truly is just stacked. And one thing to remember... Carlos Correa, their starting shortstop, missed a good bit of time last year with, I want to say it was a thumb injury or something to do with his hands, and I think him getting a full season, now if he can stay healthy, I think that's going to be big for them, because honestly, he's the guy people were thinking was going to be an MVP candidate in no time, not Altuve. Now, Altuve is a phenomenal player, and he is the leader of that team, but Correa has incredible offensive potential and for as good as he's been I think we're due in the next year or two for just an otherworldly kind of performance from him and if the Astros get it this year and he can stay healthy along with Altuve and the other powerful options they have if Alex Bregman can take a step forward at third base I don't see anybody that can take the Astros down I was also surprised the Dodgers took him to to seven games in the World Series, but it's going to be interesting to see. Honestly, just my take, the Astros did enough to say, okay, we're not resting on what we did. Let's get Cole while we still have Altuve, Correa about to hit his prime. Let's keep this thing going and running. Obviously, we never know what can happen once we get the first pitch of the year. Somebody's bound to get hurt on a team that we didn't expect. Some rookies about to burst onto the scene that we weren't looking for, um, like the Dodgers and their first baseman, whose mind I'm blanking on right now, last year. Somebody's going to come out of nowhere. We get that. It always happens. Somebody's going to get injured. That totally changed the landscape of a contender. Always happens. But to be honest with you, with all the teams that are, quite honestly, tanking and not competing this year, and those that are competing, but just a little short, I think the Astros have a great shot to make this back-to-back and maybe even start of another dynasty a la the Yankees towards the late 90s. So we'll see what happens, but that's my prediction for you. I'm taking the Astros. They look good top to bottom again. The pitching is improved, so yeah, they can be beaten, but it's going to take a special team to get them. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Hammer Harvey. You can also check out my writing at Last Word on Baseball throughout the baseball season. Be sure to check us out for all your news and updates.
Y'all have a good day. God bless and go Braves. Yeah.